0: It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We're so thankful that you have tuned in to listen to this program and to join us in this study from God's Word. We're so appreciative of the opportunity to be with you over, this airway, over these airways. We are so thankful to have the opportunity to study God's word, that he has blessed us with this time and the ability to be with you on this radio program on a daily basis. And we're thankful that you've tuned in, as we've said, and we say that continually. We appreciate your listening, your desire to want to learn more of God's word and thereby to come closer to God. The Bible is filled with so many rich teachings, so many promises and blessings and encouragements, so much direction, so much guidance there. And at the same time, it's also a book that contains correction and and, uh, sometimes rebuke and chastisement. But now it's all there, not part of it we look at as being "Ah, super negative, it's all there for our encouragement, for our instruction to guide us in the best life that a human being can live in this world and can point us toward the confidence that we can live with God for eternity in heaven. We hope that you're studying, that you're paying attention, and that you're growing closer to God as you learn his word better growing in your faith, becoming spiritually stronger, and we hope that you're going to make that decision, if you have not yet done so, that you're going to follow God his way. Good to be here with my brothers today, Dwayne Kennedy, Dennis Stackhouse. Dwayne, good to be back with you.
1: Thank you, Gary, it's good to be on the program with you and with Dennis, it's always a privilege for me to be able to be on the air with our listening audience and to share with them God's Word and to try to persuade everyone who listens to continue to listen number one but also to get into God's Word and find out how he wants us to live and how he wants us to worship him because these are the things that are important to our salvation and our life with him in heaven Dennis
2: Thank You Dwayne and Gary I'm certainly blessed to be with both of you on the program today as well, and I always look forward to this time, and I would like to take just a moment to commend those who are listening to us today. We really do appreciate you doing that, and I believe it says a good bit about your desire to get into God's word, to learn what he has recorded for us, and we hope that you're getting the encouragement you need to conform yourself to God's teachings. That is such an important thing for you to do, and really, we hope that's taking place. We hope you're understanding the importance and the place of obedience in the life of a Christian individual. We need to do that, to walk faithfully before God throughout our lives, right up to the point that we breathe our last if we expect to be pleasing in His sight. So thank you for listening and certainly we do want to commend you for doing so.
0: Amen. And we uh, do pray that you're learning again and you're growing spiritually and coming closer and closer to God. Mm -hmm. We've been doing a really basic study, haven't we? We sure have. Just looking at the Bible and pulling out numerous passages of scripture that give us some rather succinct statements, warnings, encouragements that can help us in our daily living from the spiritual perspective. We're calling these verses to live by. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, all of the Bible has been is God's word and he gave all of it to us to live by, to mm-hmm. guide us in our lives. But there are a whole lot of passages that just give us short kind of succinct lessons that if we'll think about them and apply them to our lives properly, oh, they can make such a positive difference.
2: Yes, not just for us, but for everyone around us. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we've looked at these, you know, and and really hopefully benefited from them. Um, Be careful that your sins will find you out. Mm -hmm. If you don't stay true, to your commitment. Choose this day whom you will serve. But for me in my house, or as for me in my house, Joshua says, We will serve the Lord. Seek God's blessings actively upon your daily life. How could we live without God's blessings? Not, not very one. happily. <laughs> well and not very, you know, effectively in the long run at least. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet so many people, they just don't even give God the time of day hardly right. in their mm-hmm. daily lives. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all, Ecclesiastes 12 verses 13 and 14. Walk humbly with your God, Micah 6 verse 8. Seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Speaking of the necessities of life, Matthew chapter 6 verses 33 and 34. Paul reminded us that he could do all things through Christ who strengthened him. And of course, that principle is valid for us today, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Philippians 4 verses 12 and 13, pray regularly, continually, diligently, pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5 verses 17 and 18. Now also included within that is we need to give thanks to God yes. regularly, don't mm-hmm. we? Yes, we do. We certainly do. Hebrews 13 and verse 5, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We spent our last program talking about that particular line of thought, didn't we? Yes.
2: Yes, and how important that word contentment is in that statement, you know, that's really the key. If we can learn, as Paul did, that kind of contentment, my goodness. What a difference it'll make in our lives.
0: It will. And if we can learn contentment, then almost without a doubt, we will eliminate covetousness from our lives, won't we? We will.
1: And also, Gary, as you pointed out near the end, to not be so concerned with our status in life, that is, if we're poor or if we're wealthy, we can still serve God. And we do not need to vilify those people who are wealthy or nor do the wealthy need to vilify those who are poor. We all have the ability to serve God wherever our station in life is, and that's the idea that Paul was talking about. He has learned to be content with whatever station in life he has.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, let's turn to another passage, and that is is Second Timothy chapter 2. And how about reading verse 15, uh, Dwayne? Be diligent to
1: present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth.
0: Again, not a very long passage, and yet it is extremely long on instruction. Yes. Yes, it is. The King James Version actually translates that study to show yourself approved. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, that certainly is the idea behind be diligent Mm -hmm. because the conclusion of the matter is you want to be a worker who does not need to be ashamed before God and that ability to not be ashamed, the verse tells us, is contingent upon your being able to handle God's word correctly. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we mean by handling God's word correctly, fellas?
2: we need to understand, in the way that we apply it to our lives, how God intended it to be understood and applied. Yes. And I know that that may sound kind of like a circuitous way to say something, and yet I believe that's what the writer is instructing us here. We need to accurately handle God's Word. In other words, if we try to... Build a theology, say, on one particular verse and remove it from the context in which it was written, that's not accurately handling the word.
1: That's right, Dennis. Also, if we are handling God's word and we are studying, eventually we're going to find ourselves in a position or in an opportunity to teach it. And we certainly want to do that accurately in a sound manner that the word of God might be communicated.
0: Along this line, what do you think about a commonly held belief that we may get all caught up in our own understandings or interpretations of scripture? And that's really well, it's, it's unfortunate because it really doesn't matter that much. It's just a matter of if we're all really believing in God, we all really believe in Christ, we got our hearts right, and we got our heads feeling correctly,
2: mm-hmm.
0: well, then it's OK. We're all going to the same place, just traveling different routes. Does that hold water?
1: It's very subjective.
0: Now, what do you mean by subjective?
1: That means it's uh, as I feel or how it relates to me and what I think of it. In other words, the Bible is subject to private interpretation and personal ethics or the situation. That is, the situation that I'm in determines what the Bible means.
0: So, yeah, you're saying feelings in that case, overrule objective truth. Exactly. It is not
1: objective, that approach.
2: And I would add to that, Gary, uh, Peter tells us in 2 Peter 1, verses 20 and 21, that the scriptures are not open to one's private interpretation. That's correct.
0: Yeah, because he says in verse 21, for prophecy never came by the will of man, Mm-hmm. but holy men spoke as they were moved by the holy spirit mm-hmm. now the holy men he's referring to here are of course the old testament prophets but but basically he's talking about the word mm-hmm. the scripture as it has been written down mm-hmm. it was given to us by divinely inspired and guided men who wrote it down as god wanted it written exactly yes.
2: it's god's word
0: that's right. And as and, we
1: have... Go ahead, Dennis.
2: No, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to mention 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. Exactly. It tells us all Scripture is inspired by God. Now, sometimes we might miss that little word, all, right at the beginning of that verse. If all Scripture is inspired, how much does that leave out? Well, Nothing. That's right. right. It leaves nothing out. All Scripture is inspired by God, as we say many times on the program. Gary, it's not your word. It's not my word. It's not Dwayne's word. This is God's word.
0: And by inspired, we don't mean really charged them up. No. Wow, right. oh, they were really encouraged and excited. Motivated. Motivated. Yeah. Ah. No, that's not what the <laughs> word means. No. It, it means literally, God breathed, exactly mm-hmm. in the original language. And the idea is these words that they're writing down are coming from God's mouth. They are God's very words. Mm-hmm. And we what we read a moment ago in in Second Peter chapter one, verses 20 and 21 helps us, understand how it is that those writers were inspired to write the very Word of God.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: They were guided to do so by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the point that I wanted to make
1: uh, with that same passage that you read uh, or that you quoted, Dennis, from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 is these God breathed words, these very words of God were given to us for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's cited there in that passage, not for us to interpret or reinterpret or uh, privatize or make subjective, but that this might be accomplished. And I'm gonna go ahead and read if that's okay. Go right ahead. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. These words of God are sufficient. They are complete, they are enough. We don't need anything else, but to pay attention to and apply to our lives, the word of God, and it will equip us for everything that God wants us to do.
2: Yes, that's right, Duane, not only are they complete, they make us complete. Exactly.
0: And the principle behind what you've just read there and, and, and explained very well is that there's not going to be any more revelation no. to guide us beyond what the scriptures have already guided us in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God certainly isn't going to give us any new revelation that contradicts the revelation that he's already given to us in scripture. It's just not going to happen.
2: No, it won't.
0: God has given us His Word, as you said there in verse 17 of Second Timothy chapter 3, to make us complete mm-hmm. in every good work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, that's all-inclusive, leaves nothing out, mm-hmm. all-sufficient. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: And that means that the religious practices that we see out there that are in addition to God's word are not necessary in
0: mm-hmm. order
1: for us to come to God according to his will. Now, not mm-hmm. only
0: not necessary, Dwayne, but in a lot of cases they're wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. They're just plain mm-hmm. wrong
1: and contradict God's
0: will for us. Now, going back to that, that principle that was uh, laid out earlier that you talked about, Dwayne, about how private interpretation is a matter of subjective feelings, feelings, I feel this way, that not only opens the door to us moving into doctrinal error, but it also becomes something of a tactic, I think, in a lot of people's minds, to allow them to feel at ease with living in outright sin. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I know I'm married to this woman, or I'm married to this man, but we're not getting along very well. We haven't gotten along very well for a long time. And I met this other person, and oh, we are so much in love, and we're just so good together and so right together, and I don't believe that God would not want me to be happy, and I'm happy with this other person.
1: Gary, there's a name for that that you've just described. It's called humanism, a philosophy that the interest, whatever they might be, of the person and the situations they're involved in, outride or overrule or override any other principles as long as they feel happy.
0: Self-fulfillment. Yes. And by that, we mean fulfilling whatever they want to have fulfilled yes to make them feel good to be happy they're looking for whatever answers they can find and again very subjective whatever they want it to be now people will reinterpret scripture they'll twist it they'll disregard scripture in many cases because scripture does not fit what they want to be the truth. Yes.
1: Exactly.
2: You know, there's a couple of passages, I think, that would speak to this, uh, Duane and Gary. And uh, I was just considering that as you were speaking about this, I was reminded of what Paul said in Philippians chapter 1. He was in prison when he wrote this particular letter. And in verse 17 of chapter 1, he said, I'm appointed for the defense of the gospel. Now notice, Paul did not say I'm appointed for the defense of my feelings or subject matters, uh, matters that are subjective to me. I'm appointed for the defense of the gospel, God's word. And then in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, we read, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense To everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Always being ready to give that defense. Again, based upon God's word, not how you feel or not what's subjective in your own life. Right.
0: Know what you believe, why you believe it. Right. And be able to tell people Mm -hmm. what you believe Mm -hmm. and why you believe it. That's right, And it better be a whole lot better reason than this is just what I feel.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you know, Jude also writes,
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: only one chapter in Jude's letter. In verse 3, he says, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning the common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. Mm-hmm. Now, that's talking about the gospel, mm-hmm. or in a mo- the most general sense, God's word, mm-hmm. which was once for all delivered to the saints. Right. Mm-hmm. See, nothing else is coming no. to add to what God has given us in his word already. It was once for all, the idea being one time for all time. It w- it's, it's been completed. Mm-hmm. And he says, contend earnestly for that faith.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, one other thing that we've mentioned in this discussion is the fact that God's word is complete. And I'm reminded of Psalm 119, verse 160. The writer said, the entirety of your word is truth. Yes. It's not this part or that part or some little sentence or paragraph over here. The entirety of God's word is truth.
0: Is truth.
2: And that goes back to this idea that if we're extracting a passage or a verse out of its context and trying to build a theology around that, we're in violation of that principle.
0: And it may be a personal theology.
2: It sure may be.
0: You know, again, what I feel, Mm -hmm. I feel good about this. Well, if it's not what the Bible says, your feelings are in error. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you said, when you quoted the passage from Psalm 119, and that God's word in its entirety is truth. Mm-hmm. Remember that Jesus said in John chapter three and verse, uh, chapter 8 and verse 32, "You shall know the truth and mm-hmm. the truth shall make you free."
2: That's right. And in
0: John 17 and verse 17, he prayed to the Father, "Sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth. Mm-hmm. We need To stick with god's word why we do that is what will set us apart for salvation Mm -hmm. and assure us of eternal life in heaven with god in christ now coming back to second timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 therefore we need to be diligent to study god's word Mm -hmm. because that is going to be the basis upon which we can stand before him at least one basis. We can stand before him approved because we know what his word says, basically, and we know how to handle that word, make the right applications to our lives. Mm -hmm. And I believe, as Duane pointed out earlier, and try to teach others along the same line.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Boy, we could go on and on with this particular part of our study from Verses to Live By, because this is so vital. We'd love to send you that free Bible study and you can read right from God's word. Talk about Verses to Live By. You can learn how to be saved, how to be forgiven, how to be assured of an eternal home with God in heaven. The study is absolutely free. We'll pay the postage. Contact us today and ask for it. Why don't you contact us right now?